Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about the future of 3D printing. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, it has been a a heck of a week, right? Crypto markets have been up, down, up, down. As of right now, I think they're back down again. <laughs> Very fun, exciting, uh, or nerve-wracking, depending on what side of the table you're on. But a good week, nonetheless, because we are, we are alive and well and um and ready for the weekend so today we're talking about 3d printing and i, th- I think the trend and as you mentioned software and talk to you guys about software eating the world the trend of software is is like exponentially changing everything right which can be exciting and nerve-wracking it can be exciting because there's tons of opportunities for people who are willing to rethink their mental models of the world and and retrain themselves in the new areas. I think it's the I think it's the time period where you know I I, I like to I, I I've mentioned this probably three times before, but you know you because I used to watch Discovery Channel, but you have the 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 young line who wants to take the the hurt the uh, the the pride from the from the old line. And this is a period of time where like literally that that can be done because you have all these entrenched, established players in the market that are missing the innovation because it completely like destroys them. And if you and it doesn't matter how old you are either, by the way, I'm just saying like if you're not part of the establishment and you want to put, you know, put more wealth in your hands, uh, if, if you learn, study, get a job in, invest in these new areas um, you can make a a lot of money because the they're still making fun of Bitcoin on CNBC, right? And Bitcoin is like eating the world. And so I'm just like, man, this is this is so fun. So 3D printing is another one where, w- without boring you with all the nerd stuff, well, actually, I think I will bore you with some nerd stuff, right? Because because what is you know when when you have a chair, right? A chair is just an idea, right? Somebody imagined this chair that you might see in Nebraska Furniture Mart and that if, and you want to take home and, and use in your house. But it's an idea, right? They, they created the idea in their head and then they got somebody to manufacture it and build it. And so what technology has enabled is the ability to, you can visualize that chair and if you can design it in a computer, there's printers that can literally print this out, right? I, I was reading and studying up before the podcast on it and like literally they are 3D printing parts for like rockets, I mean, any, anything you can think of, they're 3D printing. Me and Steve, before we're talking about, we both saw them 3, 3D printing these houses, right? And these houses that normally would take, you know, I don't I forget the time frame to build, but it took like under three days to, to, to 3D print these houses. And they're selling for like something like five, 10 grand or something like that. Um, you know, small houses. But the point is, like, this technology is cheap enough to do more than what you think and is getting exponentially cheaper Right, every year we we talk about Moore's law uh, allowing us to put more and more on smaller smaller computer chips, 
same thing happen is, is happening in, 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 in medicine with gen- genomics exponentially decreasing, being able to map out the, the, our genes, right? And then in manufacturing, uh, same thing is happening with 3D printing, right? We are lowering the cost of being able to create different products. And just like way back in the day, only big businesses had computers that were, you know, in a room, right, to the computer in the home. So now we got a superpower computer in our pocket. Same thing is happening with manufacturing. And it's all, I mean, it's all, it's already past the needing a 3D printer in a big room, right? Now, depending on what you're printing, but uh, 3D printing, I, I believe over the next 10 years or so, we'll be able to have a 3D printer in our house. And and, and if we want to 3D print some per- furniture, right, we'll just think it up or have somebody design it and just print it. Print it in the house, just to take our cell phone, right? Imagine, you know, imagine going back even 40 years. And like I think about my great grandmother, Medea, you know, if I were able to go back and say, hey, Medea, you know, I could talk to you on the phone and you could see my face while you're in Houston and I'm in, you know, Dallas, you know, she'd be like, what? That'd be really hard. And that was only 40 years ago, right? That's, you know, actually not even 40 years ago, because I'm not even that old. That would be like 30, 30, 30, 25 years ago. That was crazy to all of us. And so this is already happening. This is not like, and for those of you listen, I don't, I don't like to try to predict or say where I think things are going. Like this is here and the costs are already exponentially decreasing. It's just a matter of it's going to get cheap enough for us to have in our home. And so that opens up all kinds of new job opportunities too, because if you're like, oh man, you know, if I sell furniture at a, at Nebraska Furniture Mart, and that is my bread and butter, which you don't make that much money doing that anyway. But if that's what you do, then you then I would say right now you may want to say, well, let me get into this because some people, even if they have it, they're going to need somebody to help them design it. You know, and which which I believe is probably going to be. You, you got to remember, supply and demand is everything, right? If you have a low supply of people who can do something, which typically in new innovative areas there is because people hate change, right? You make a lot of money in the short term. And so you got to be ahead of these trends. But 3D printing is here. It's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool um, deal. And anything that you can imagine that you might want to buy that you would buy from China or some other manufacturer, right? You will be able to 3D print, right? And if you want to just get bored, like go YouTube 3D printing and it'll, it'll blow your mind. This this moves us into the next topic, which is really two prone, right? So I did a I was listening to somebody on Twitter talk about we need free college, right? F- with everything else that's going on, and and I'm like I'm an educator at heart. I love education, but I was like, we don't need college. We don't need free college. We don't even need college. And I was explaining to some people because I, I'll talk about what I'm doing with my you know, with my 10 year old, I already have him learning how to program. You know, my goal is to, I want to be able to program by the time he gets to high school. Um, and that'll allow him to not have to take a job when he wants a job at like Best Buy or Walmart. Like he can literally like program for people and, and make, and <laughs> make more money than most adults, you know, part-time in high school in between soccer and basketball practice or whatever he chooses to do. But I want to give him that, that skill set. And then also, um, in, in, in both of my boys, right, my, uh, my other one's more artistic, so I'm going to have him learn how to, you know, do art, music, all that using using computers early on. Because my, my personal goal is, bef- before high school, um, have them with the skill set to make money and more money than the average person 
um, because they're going to get skill sets equipped for the new world. School is, they definitely aren't learning that in like regular school. And then college is way behind on what they actually need to know. Uh, or they charge too much, right? Because in college, you can maybe just take one or two classes and get the skill set and then go make the money. But they make you take all these other classes because it's a bloated, you know, garbage system. Uh, the people in the system, I love the educators. Right? I'm, not, I'm not bashing educators. I'm bashing the system. But there's so much information you can learn, like, for free uh, online. Like, I use the example of people say, oh, Philip, how'd you learn how to podcast? How'd you learn how to do content marketing? I read. I watched YouTube videos. And, you know, I bought a course that was $2,500, and that course, like, was amazing. But that was the most expensive thing that I bought. But that's still cheap relative to, you know, <laughs> going to college and taking a outdated marketing course, you know, um, <laughs> on, how, on how to content market. So making college free is not going to solve the problem. Because the problem is there's people with MBAs that are unemployed or underemployed, you know, at best. There's people graduated with masters that just are not making enough money. And making college free is not gonna that's not gonna do anything for it because the problem is we don't have enough people who are skilled and equipped for the new world that we live in. Like industries are becoming irrelevant by the month. And the a big root cause of it, just to go really deep on it, is like and I keep going over this, is the government money printing. Because Think about this for a second. So our, our bodies, whenever we experience pain, it's the way our body gives us a signal that something is wrong, right? So, so like, for example, if you touch a, if you touch a stove um, and it's hot, you feel burned. So your body says, hey, pull your finger off there because, you know, leaving it on there is going to be damaging to your body. If we didn't feel pain and you left your finger in fire, like you'd burn your finger off, you know? And so God, nature gave us signals of pain to help us <laughs> correct course. So in the markets, when you have a central bank that basically makes interest rates go to zero, they distort the market mechanism for us figuring out where we should invest capital more efficiently. Meaning when they bail out companies and make and make money cheap, they basically allow us to continue to invest resources in dying, ineffective, inefficient companies. And so, and so you have a lot of people who are, you know, going to go work at banks, which are completely irrelevant. Everybody hates their bank. Banks are just terrible. They're wasting resources. Right? These people should be working in the new fintech space and the crypto space because it's the new finance. But because like we bail out the banks and we keep giving them money, they are inefficient or we waste billions and billions of dollars on farming um, subsidies. So some people can keep their political power. Right. Um, and my wife's a federal employee, and so this is going to, like, I'm attacking my own home. But, you know, we have lots of people that are in government that just, like, they're just there. They're just bodies and seats. They're completely uh, <laughs> a lot of people that are, and this is not just government, but I'm speaking specifically because I see it. Like, they're inept. They're, they're wasting space. It's really hard to get fired, right? But this is this is all big organizations, big bureaucratic organizations that um, are kept up through crony capitalism, right? Because they're bailed out or because money is cheap and they're big and they can borrow uh, cheaply. And it stops us as a country from reinvesting in the areas that we need to reinvest in in order to equip our economy to be ready for the, you know, for for, for this century. Same thing with the school system. Like, it's just completely inept. It, it can be gutted. Like, we, we waste 
tons and tons of money in the system. It could be gutted and done more efficiently and equip this, equip people more faster, um, but it's not. And so, and that's all done because of money printing, right? When money is cheap, you can have zombie, what we call zombie companies, zombie organizations stay around because because they have money. And that is the biggest problem. And, and I'm speaking specifically because people are talking, you know, we have this whole debate about minimum wage and um, and people not going back to work and people earning more through unemployment, right? A, it's it's kind of like the people are right in the sense where they're like, well, why would I go work if I'm, getting, if I'm getting paid more unemployment, you know what I'm saying, than I would at my job. But that isn't, that's not going to, but then forcing the employers to pay them more if they're, if they, if their skills are not worth more, right? Like, like, like what's going to end up happening is they'll just they'll just figure out a way to use technology to not need the people. And I use the example of my of 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 my business, right? You know, when I first started 14 years ago, to have my business run the way it's run right now, I would need at least three or four staff people at a minimum, right? But now through technology, I'm able to have a a a, a sales army of content selling for me 24 hours a day. Right. There's people going through my pipeline, hearing my content while I'm asleep, right, everywhere. And, and it brings incoming. Right. I'm able to, you know, have people who help me um, that that, you know, uh, provide their services for my company without being employees because of the, the, the age of us being able to, like, you know, have all these outsourced compliance services or outsourced podcasting services like I use with the best podcaster in the state. Um, and so, techno- you know, embracing new technology allows you to run a like an organization more lean. I mean, Zoom, right? Zoom saves me a lot of office uh, office space. And Zoom is something that's been, I've been using Zoom for five years, right? The pandemic just forced everybody else to use it. And thank God, because, you know, now everybody's used to using it. But but my point is, like, the cost of doing business for people who are, who are forward thinking, leaning into the trends, is going down a lot. The advantage is getting bigger. And it can be that way for everybody if they embraced it. But the market signal is getting distorted by all the money printing, right? And that and that is the problem. You, you force companies to raise the minimum wage, right? You know, and by the way, there's a reason why you see the, the, the big companies, you know, Target, well, not Target, but Amazon, Walmart, and, and Amazon's super relevant, so they can do it. But you better believe... <laughs> You better believe, and I'm 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 putting this on the record so that five years out I can recall it. They're gonna pay it now, but five years from now they're gonna have less people working for them because they're gonna increase their costs and they're gonna figure out a way. They're gonna figure out a way for technology to automate because because what's happening is I just mentioned to you in three in three D printing thing. Here's the connection: the cost of replacing people with technology is going down exponentially, right? Every every year is getting cheaper, and so as uh, as soon as they can, you know, hire less people, so if they're hiring, they're going to do it. It it is 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 just it's just math, and so people people like to uh, evoke morals in business. But I'm like, yeah, but you buy the cheapest, like you go to the, you go buy the cheapest thing you can buy. Like you're 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 part of the problem. If, you know, if you were to say, oh man, I really want you to pay workers more. You know, so I'm gonna go buy from the people that are expensive, but they're paying their workers more. You don't do that. Like people don't do that. And so, so don't blame the big quote unquote greedy corporations. It's just the way the market works. And so, but the market is not able to work properly because there's so much money printing in the system. It distorts the, as I mentioned, it distorts the the, the signal that we get, and it's causing all kinds of misallocation of resources. So what what can you do? Right, you can lean in. 
if, 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 if you are worried about, if you're not happy with how much you're getting paid, what you're getting paid, or your quality of life, or both, we need to lean into the game change technology. It's scary at first, you know, but you're you're going to get left behind if you don't. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's nothing else. Like technology is moving fast, and these companies, like you, you the, the the temporary forcing people to get paid more than the value they provide to the organization. That's the, that's not a natural law. You you're never going to get more than what you give, right? And 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 a law of, you know, a law of nature is. You 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 give 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 and you always try to give more than what you get, and that's how you stay wealthy. And so if you and so if 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 the if the value you provide an organization is twenty dollars an hour and they're paying you twenty five dollars an hour, so they're paying you more than your value, you're not going to be there long, right? You got to think, how do I provide more value than what I'm getting in return from a, from a skill set standpoint? And and if and if you don't if you can't answer that question with confidence, then 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 you're at risk. And so, you know, talk, make sure your kids are equipped. Make sure you're equipped. Uh, the government is going to become less relevant over the next ten because they're broke. They're all broke around the world, and change happens uh, whether they want to or not. And so, um, and this is not a political conversation. I think all you guys know my politics pretty right down the middle. You know, this is just a fact of life. The politicians want to say they can save you, but they can't. They just they just talk trash to get reelected, right? We gotta we gotta save ourselves. And I'm and I'm actually like super excited. I'm excited because this is a period of time where with technology it allows us to like save ourselves, right? How I'm I'm doing like a radio show. I don't have to ask any permission, right? Anybody can do it. Uh, anybody can become a blogger. Anybody can become a run their own TV station, a YouTuber, right? Again, 3D printing, right? Anybody can get into this now and it's still relatively cheap even though we can't have it into our, in, into our own home. Like there's there's tons of jobs being created where there's not enough people in there. And um, yeah, I mean, you just can't be lazy. And, and, and you can't, and you can't hope things stay the way they were just because you, just because you want them to. They are changing and they're changing fast. Do not be the horse and buggy uh, operator <laughs> in 1930, you know, uh, cursing that Henry Ford. You're going to lose. Henry Ford won. You lost. It is what it is. Y'all enjoy your weekend. Have fun. And I'll uh, talk to you on Monday. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.